Hi, uh, it's Emily from Nerdassemble. Before we get into the guts of episode 287, just wanted to say that after we recorded this episode this week, that further news came out about OnlyFans, which is a big part of this episode. And they've said that they're going to suspend their plans to basically stop uh, pornographic works happening, you know, being on the platform uh, from October 1st. So they originally said they were going to suspend from October 1st. They've, like I said, since changed those plans, um, but it's only suspension. So what we said in this episode still stands. It's just the date that's moved. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Listening to the Nerds Assemble podcast. Welcome to episode 287 of the Nerds Assemble podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Paul. And I'm Paul, aka Retroid. We, we've managed to get the gang back together for another episode, of course. Um, te- technical issues delaying us from doing one sooner. Because, um, you know... Gremlins. Gremlins, internets, you know... F- feeding after midnight, water. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it gets messy, man. Just so messy. Um, this 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 episode, it's uh, we're trodding over well trodden ground for us, talking a little bit about uh, censorship type stuff, and you know the disintegration of the open web, the net neutrality type things, maybe a little bit, and freedom of expression, you know, all that healthy healthy stuff, um, and then a bit of what we've been up to. Yeah, I think I think the thing that's basically kicked us off is uh, the fact that obviously last week <laughs> there was the big announcement from OnlyFans that all pornographic content would be uh, banned and removed from the site uh, in October. Yeah, and as news about this filtered out, and keep in mind that creators only found out about this initially through the media, but as news filtered and people looked at the details and all that, and kind of like started to figure out what was really going on was that it was our good old friend payment processors really uh in the background but payment processors who've been listening too much to uh religious fundamentalists from certain corners yeah who who they they do love to try and uh create a moral panic don't they and most of the time it doesn't work but occasionally they find something I mean, for me, the 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 thing the thing is is that religious communities like that um, have in the past been, you know, kind of obviously having this outcry against stuff like you know OnlyFans and basically sex outside of marriage in general, um, and yet so many of them have been caught with you know I... dubious moral. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that 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 is usually quite hypocritical. Like somebody, like you look at just some of the, and it's a weird comparison to make, but you look at some of the whole things with like um, was it aunties in fandom, and it's like they they protest oh, against has, certain has, things. Has has something been going on there, Emily? Oh God, uh, <laughs> that that might be an episode to. I, I, yeah, or, or after we've talked about OnlyFans, but anyway, there's like pe- people don't protest too much um, when it comes to these things. Basically, but it's, it's it's kind of people um, trying to take the moral high ground despite the fact that they're you know yeah. sinking into the mud. And the thing is, is that it's it's become pretty clear that with the passing of there was it the Foster and there's set uh, legislation in the US like a few bit years back uh, during about during Obama that um, like. These certain fundamentalist groups, who, despite the fact that at least in the US there's meant to be a separation of church and state, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, they, they've been emboldened, and they like to kind of say, "Oh, it's to it's to protect the children, it's to stop trafficking and stuff." And actually, really, at the end of the day, it's not really helping any of that because all that shit's happening on the dark web. And actually, instead, what happens when you start, you know, basically closing uh, avenues like OnlyFans, which Let's point out compared to some of its competitors, which are adult orientated, took a smaller cut, which is yeah. one of the reasons why the sex worker community is really pissed off. Um, after obviously making them lots of money and getting mm. their name out there, um, it, it, it it's it's the fact that um, like the, the 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 bad shit isn't really on these platforms. I mean that they, they keep on. Um pushing out this narrative that basically sex work is done by basically immoral people um, and that it's basically like some sort of, you know, kind of anti-feminist thing or, you know, and it's just like you get to the root of it and, um, well, people do lots of stuff for different reasons, a variety of different reasons and... I think it. I think it's very telling that a whole load of memes that have come out, meme images since this has happened, has basically been about um, like basically depicting sex workers having to go and get apparently real jobs. Um, and it's like, no, that 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 was a real job. It took time and effort. Um, it put strain on the body. Like the the amount of like. Uh, yeah, maybe it's pleasurable to some extent, depending on how the situation is for the individual performers, but they're still having to put their body through quite a bit of effort in order to produce their work, the same as a builder might need to, or similar, you know, basically physical physical industries. It, it, it's kind of if someone can produce something that other people are, you know, are willing to pay for, and that person who is producing it is able to say yay or nay. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's the, the whole, work, you know, sex work is work. Yeah. And one, yeah, well, just as, as you say, the whole thing of, oh, having to get a proper job, it's like, well, that's, that's a narrative that I've heard from the, you know, the right mm-hmm. For yeah. so many years, with you know people, you know people protesting for a better world, why don't you uh, get a job, hippie? Well, I mean, uh, some of the memes that we've actually seen are basically base um, are basically them 
uh, going off OnlyFans to get a job in McDonald's. And it's like, but the narrative around, you know, McDonald's jobs is basically that it's a starter job. You shouldn't be able to basically live off it. And it's basically, you know, there to kind of move on from. Yeah. And it's like, all these narratives just do not fucking work. I mean, um, it, it it also, I feel like, feeds into this idea because there's been a little bit of a pushback also, though, against... Um, it's weird, like people working from home because and, and the trend that's kind of created due to the pandemic and people basically being in control of their work environment. Mm. You know, sex workers who are fully... Actually, it is their thing that they're not being basically. You know, there, there, there isn't pimping, there isn't trafficking. There is, you know, those, and they are there. Yeah, they are not put big... in danger, and that they have agency. <laughs> yeah, that they have control over their work environment and stuff to an extent, because apparently, obviously, their agency gets taken away from them when a bunch of hoodwinked, say hoodwinked. I mean, there's probably. So some people at the top of MasterCard or whatever that probably agree with this bullshit. But at the same time, if you consider how much infrastructure of the internet is obviously, A, you, know, you need fucking money. B, there's hardly any payment processes left in the world. So to yeah. have them closing off stuff like this, which is not technically illegal, mm. it, it's, it's like, and, what? And also, you know, there, there are two things. Um, you know, One, which is the most obvious, where... Um, Basically, no one has asked the sex workers their opinion on this. Yeah. Mm. They are notably absent, and that's been pointed out several times in the media, that it's taken people who aren't in the industry to point out the same damn things that sex workers have been pointing out about this whole load of bollocks for any journalist to actually pay attention because it, they just seem to go la, 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 as soon as a sex worker will say, hang on, no, this isn't how it works. Yeah. And and also, the entire idea of MasterCard, because it, it is they, isn't it, apparently, that, yeah. uh, you know, they've... Um, They've been put under pressure by even, um, at least one big evangelical group that has had great success with this. You know, oh, actually, porn is about trafficking. Yeah. Um, you know, thing. The entire idea of a credit card companies uh, trying to take a moral high ground. It's a, are, they, are they going to be stopping highly paid executives from being able to use their cards? Mm. Especially when they're on, you know, like foreign trips mm. and they're staying in hotels. They're going to, they're going to um, automatically flag and deny any large purchases mm. when so these single it, guys are, you know, or in most cases, married guys are off having a wild time. I mean, it feels very much like they're basically trying to take what little power um, there is available away from the people performing because they want to perform and whatnot and basically just kind of keep the power to themselves in essence. But also at the same time, it's it's treating essentially the customers of these sex workers also like they aren't adults. I mean, actually, if you think about like that, they they take you. It's like, oh, so you, you like it's like, oh, you your moral choices are bad, even though technically it's a completely subjective thing, and thus we have to step in for you to stop you being able to access the bad thing. Blah blah. It's it's, it's a, how, how, how many of them block gambling? Mm. As, as I think, definitely... which I think would be far more effective as a moral good to at least put restrictions or spending limits. 
I mean, the other factor is obviously that, um, you know, you can kind of try and draw parallels with, uh, you know, sex trafficking and, you know, uh, prostitution and stuff like that. But in actual fact, um, those things are performative in the sense of you are there with that other person performing for them, um, you know, like together. This is online. So a lot of the time it is basically just making videos for a general audience yes. or a paying audience yeah. is it? Um, and um, the thing is, is that they already had i was gonna say they already had a whole load of verification stuff in place like a whole load of as far yeah. as i could tell like biometric things mm. and stuff for performers like you had to prove you were you to do stuff i, so- I, I, I saw one um last say that is it that they had to um basically show their face every single time and have a you know a photo taken so they could prove that they were they. Mm. And it's just... And, and that had to be tied to a legal identity as uh-huh. well. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like you could like falsely say mm. it was someone's stuff. It's just like, well... I mean, fact, fact of the matter is, is that basically this kind of thing will continue to happen. It just yeah. depends on how safe you want to make it. Like, yeah. you know, the platform, you know, may vanish. Yeah. Those people will still go to another platform, you know, sometimes less legitimate platforms. Yeah. Or ones that, obviously, as I said earlier, take take a bigger cut, you know. Yeah. And part of it, though, is that, like, so it like looking at how payment process but like there are certain industries if your business falls into a certain thing, they will charge you more because apparently there's a greater risk in handling that money. And so they charge you more for processing that money. But it's just kind of like, well, well, yeah, and um, like, yeah, I'd say it's pretty freaking risking, you know, flipping processing the payments for selling bullets in Walmart. But you know, that seems to still fucking yeah. Happen. Mm. <laughs> no, there, there, there are, are two things. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's a whole yeah, that's just yeah. what you're yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll have an avocado and. Uh, in a, a magazine, no, the other kind. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, you know, um, there are two things just to, um, you know, top this off for me. Is that one, I haven't seen any human trafficking organization come out in support of this. Yeah. And two, as in, as in, as in, like actual. Like yeah, as honest, in combating. no religious, no religious <laughs> yeah, basis ex- bullshit. Yeah, as, as in we, you know, we are dealing with the thing that actually happens, and this doesn't affect us. It doesn't affect our work because the people, you know, we have to, you know, look after, and the people we have to try and track down, they're not in this system. This is nothing no. whatsoever to do with it. It's it. <sighs> But yeah, um, you know, there's that. And finding out this whole thing about the evangelical, um, you know, narrative that they've been pushing. Suddenly, do you remember that Channel 4 report on OnlyFans from months back that baffled us both at the time? Was it OnlyFans or Pornhub? I'm pretty sure it was OnlyFans because it it was about uh, students who were making money. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the the thing with that was that it was on Channel Four News, which is normally a very good news uh, program, mm. you know, in the UK. And they were talking to you know various students, um, 
you know, most, if I recall, were in their like uh, you know early mid twenties. Yeah. Who were using OnlyFans to you know pay bills that they otherwise wouldn't you know be able to because it was in the middle of a pandemic. There's no casual work mm. to be found. Yeah. And then they went back to a discussion in the studio about protecting children. Mm. Yes. I remember, tw- I'm pretty sure I tweeted something about that being because, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was working on an arcade board, which I know will, you know, will shock and amaze all of you, hmm. uh, you know, to hear that. And I did such a double take at the screen that my head nearly just, you know, did a 360. It was just, what? Yeah. You'd just been talking to, you know, like medical students and, um, you know, nurses and, you know, teachers, you know, things like that. And they're doing, you know, this work, you know, to, you know, to get by. And then suddenly you're talking about, you know, protection of children from, I I can't recall if they said trafficking, but it was just, it was, it was just a what the fuck. Yeah. It's a whole swerfy kind of talking point, really, isn't it? Yeah, it was just, you know, I like cake. You know, I yeah. like cake. What shall we do about the um, the slaughter of rhinos? I kind of thing. And said, what? 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 What's rhinos got to do with cake? That was, I'm not sure what the format of the meme was, but it's points where it's like, what choice are we going to make for to blame this on? Or say we're trying to prevent? Is it terrorism or is it like you know, like um, essentially abuse of, of of children for these purposes? And yeah. it's just like, I the, like. So, so, I can't remember the. I can remember the acronym, which is I think C. Is it C E S M? Hmm? We don't call the materials just right. It's it's something more important, yeah, more descriptive and terrifying. Um, but at the same time, like that is like a genuine, real issue, and it's happening in private places and the dark web, mainly, like ninety nine percent of it. It's essentially between you know, it's between physical closed doors and the virtual equivalent of it. Yeah, not somewhere like OnlyFans, not somewhere like Pornhub. Um, but yeah, and yeah. and also also the the thing with Pornhub was that there were legitimate issues because like a lot of big companies, they were um, leaving. Well, were they doing any moderation really? They were doing limited moderation. They weren't they were... acting on stuff fast enough. Yeah, but I I do know that there was content on there, but it was incredibly hidden on Pornhub because the people who yeah. were putting it there knew how to obfuscate a lot of the searches on it. Yeah. So it was only the people who you know really wanted to get you know the, the really dodgy content. Who were you know able to you know really find it? Doubtless, some people also you know stumbled on it completely by accident. But I don't, I don't think you know there were that many examples of it. But yeah, they were hosting stuff that they didn't have a right to. They were hosting stuff that you know um, women had said you know please remove this. Re- I didn't give consent. Yeah, because it was like revenge stuff. Yeah. yeah. They had all kinds of stuff like that on, and Pornhub were well, were a big company. What what are we supposed to? pay our giant mounds of cash to do some moderation because we certainly can't afford people for some reason but yeah i just yeah. i mean the other factor with Pornhub is that um like a lot of tube sites it relies on the volume of videos 
you know on the site itself mm. so yeah. it kind of relies on people having like a particular fetish or a particular search term that they like and being able to go on there every day and actually see new stuff so mm. a, a particular itch yeah um and as far as i'm aware with um uh well only fans um then it's it's mostly kind of the, you, the you content have, creators. Yeah, are, you you sort of you yeah. have a favorite creator, and you yeah. obviously pat you, you pat, patronage towards them. It's like you know. Um, I was I was going to say I was going to say grease some palms, but I'm, <laughs> I'm very glad I did not say that. I mean, I I would say that the OnlyFans thing though is a, a warning sign. Like, there's been a lot of posts being like, yeah, because Twitter's got a lot of NSFW. Mm content on it patreon's already been partially gutted over the years but it still allows some nsfw mm. especially um stuff that's kind of like uh written fiction or um imagery as long as it doesn't depict certain things yeah uh, and when i say imagery i mean illustrations not photographic mm. um and it's just kind of like and it, it's all down to payment processes i mean um tumblr wasn't tumblr was its own unique bullshit <laughs> of um like freaking trying to get sold and wanting to appear on the app store i also again ties back to points we've made again and again like this whole trying to make basically the internet safe for everyone mm. and it's like nobody's doing this for cars nobody's doing this for alcohol or i don't know like nobody's trying to make like it's safe so that everyone can take 10 micrograms of morphine when they're in pain in hospital because you shouldn't give that dose to smaller people, i.e. children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, no, like, like, it's like, what, why are we trying to make the internet, every all of the internet safe for kids? I mean, hell, the internet isn't safe completely for everyone, even if it isn't explicit material. Yeah. I mean, can, can you know, for a start, can we stop the Nazis? Yeah, First, that, 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 that seems to fall by the wayside all these times, you know. I mean, per- personally, I think because I mean, I, I've I've not been on OnlyFans, so the only thing no. that I've encountered in terms of OnlyFans is some kind of, um, say, for example, I was in uh, what was it the Star Trek um, shit posting group yeah. type thing on Facebook, yeah, and there was like uh, you know a couple of uh, women that kind of dressed up as you know in cosplay and whatnot, and like oh if you you know like me throw some money my way at mm. OnlyFans and whatnot. So I don't know how hardcore or softcore OnlyFans is. Um, I think they still but, got some limitations, and it's stuff that's basically you, know, you got to act within the law yeah. because there is law about porn. But I mean, in essence, yeah. you kind of don't necessarily want um, for you know basically somebody uh, doing a little bit of titillation and you know whatnot um, and shout outs and you know some other stuff next to something that is completely you know kind of off the rails. I yeah. You know the, I mean? yeah the, the thing is I I know of OnlyFans and it is I'm sure there's going to be a, he he tossed protest too much. But <laughs> it's like for a start, I've moved to Scotland, so I have no money. So even if I did think about you know, contributing to anyone on OnlyFans, I wouldn't be able to anyway. But anyway. It's like I've I've not used them. I I don't know if it's like Kickstarter. 
I don't know if it's like if it's got a front page to it. I don't know if it will say, "Well, if you like this, then you know he is everyone else." I don't I, I, algorithm driven. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I I don't know if it's like that, or I don't know if if it's like um, a bit like you know Twitter when you only follow about three people. You know. I I I think it was interesting. Um, I got uh, highlighted to me a on a fandom account. Uh, a web hosting service. What, what was that again? <laughs> it's not happening. Um, I'm just looking through my bookmarks for that account at the moment. Uh, and so somebody, um, oh come on, where are you? Have I lost you? Gosh darn it! I followed them. You know what? I followed them. It's fine. <laughs> I will find the porn. I say porn host. The oh, adult refuge. They're a uh, adult. Um, well, yeah, they're, they take refuge from the war on sex, secure privacy first, sex positive hosting run by four, by and for creators of consensual adult content. Mm. Um, and over the weekend, what a crazy idea! <laughs> over the weekend, they tweeted, "We have received complaints that we have mutuals with problematic kinks or tastes in art or fiction. We treat such complaints with the seriousness they deserve. We ignore them." Um, and. Yeah, I, I was looking at their, their, their hosting packages are actually quite reasonable, actually. Um, but the thing is, is that like they're still, they're, even a site like that, they're still reliant on payment processes. Um, there's a lot of sites and stuff that have had to, over the years, obviously stop using PayPal, because PayPal won't do adult content. I mean, obviously, obviously we had eBay basically ban the sale of adult content even if it's something like freaking like you know like hentai or yaoi and stuff mind you i remember we talked about that and it was a bit hit and miss as to whether or not they were going more after straight or more after queer yeah (laughs) content that didn't depict real people um and that's the thing like it's like so you've got kind of like only fans it's kind of more of stuff to sort of like it's obviously it's personas that people put forward for those kind of performances when they're Mm. involved in that but it's and then like fiction also being kind of attacked at the same time, even if it's a, it, whether or not it's erotic or not. Um, and I know it's just getting really messy out, out there. Um, and it does seem to kind of coincide with the rise of the white right wing, and they they don't like people expressing themselves. And it's no, no, yeah, no, no, that... they, they they love it when people express themselves in very very particular ways mm. but if they express themselves you know what you, you know they don't like you know they don't like politics and of course in this case you know politics being anyone but them and anyone but men yeah they'll allow a few you know a few of the weird minorities like you know people of color or women so long as they 100% agree and they, then they can be the good ones yeah, but it, it, they, it, they love people like that. But then, if you actually kind of listen to um, some of the testaments to, say, for example, I think there was uh, at one point a um, Sikh uh, UKIP member or something. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, basically, he got out of there because it was racist. Yeah, and everyone, like, like everyone you know, from they, the outside, they, they is love going, to kind of shove him out front yeah. to, to turn around and say, "Oh, we're not racist in the least bit. Look, look at our friend here; he's got a turban on. Oh, aren't we great?" And, yeah, like behind, and it's just... behind closed doors, I'm just like, nah. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to move us on from the OnlyFans thing. I want to also point out, I've never oh. used OnlyFans. Um, this is purely because 
uh, due to how uh, my sexuality works, I'm not actually that fond of uh, watching actual porn. It kind of grosses me out. I much rather imagine it. Which is fair enough. Everyone is, uh, you yeah. know, everyone has their piccadillos. Or, yeah. you know, actually experiencing it direct, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, what are you saying, Em? I'm saying nothing, but this could fast turn into an episode of Nerds After Dark. Um, like it wasn't already. To be fair, we have been talking about OnlyFans for like 30 minutes. So, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Let's, let's see. I, I was just going to say, um, I did. Mm. I did raise the, uh, you know, the point. Um, you know, among you know some mutuals who were talking about this and saying, you know, yeah. it's 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 not a, it's not because trafficking it's a problem. It's it's because of you know evangelicals, which you know pointed me in the oh right okay, this is this is yet more bullshit. But um, a lot of the right wing commentators who are you know, so very eager to bang on about any, anything. Yeah. Um, were very quiet about this, weren't they? It's almost as if they were enjoying the service. Yeah, it's just... It, it's either that or they're so used to getting their porn for free that they're like, what, I have to pay for it now? What? No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to slightly tie to this. I don't want to go into this too much. <laughs> she says. Uh, Jonathan Ross appears to have had a piece out in Sight and Sound over whatever the latest issue of Sight and Sound is, which is, a for those who don't know, a, a film magazine. Uh, were we subscribed to it for a while, Paul? Or was it Screen we were subscribed to? I think when it might you, have been Screen. Yeah, we were subscribed to Screen by Student Uni. Um, but Sight and Sound is uh, actually does have connections with our old university, if I remember rightly. I think... Quite frankly, our old university has changed so much; it's unrecognisable as our old university. Oh, don't worry, the um, the uh, chancellor's uh, leaving. Don't worry, Chancellor Gowron's leaving. <laughs> uh, Didn't he? He was replaced by a changeling from the Delta Quadrant. Oh, God. Anyway, Jonathan Ross had a piece in Science Sub where he laments a mysterious period of film and even comic books where um, it was all kid-friendly. I'd like to know what period of, like... Uh, this is, like, we've covered one of his back in the days when Cornwall Graphic Novel Group used to be a thing. We actually did look at a comic book series he did, which was set in kind of like a prohibition kind of thing. It was not family-friendly um, at all. Um, and now he's suddenly coming out being like, I am no fan of censorship, but do we need to issue gore guidelines? Which he starts off with, kind of talking about video nasties from like the seven, seven, well, seventies and eighties, and 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 then spirals into this thing about can, can I wait, can, last... can I wade in as the oldie? Yeah. Um, most of the films were produced in the late seventies, early eighties, but of course, it was only with the advent of home video being about eighty two, eighty three. Yeah. Where it's like shock horror, the high polite can actually watch what they want instead of what we tell them to on the television box or in the cinema. Yeah. We hang on, we don't have control. Oh no. The gasp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and then he kind of moves on to talking about oh my god, you know, like flipping Dark Knight, you know, film that's. Something like at least it's at least thirteen years old now, um, and the pencil scene, um, as like, but it's like it was like a twelve A, and and then eventually he makes his way onto just comic books and just being like, oh god, like, um, 
Alan Moore and Frank Miller like did terrible things like reshaping you know comic books and making them more adult blah blah and it's like when he brings up the Hayes Code at one point I don't know I can't remember does he he brings up the Hayes Code which is obviously to do film he doesn't bring up the comic book authority which is what calls censorship in comics to begin with he completely ignores the fact that shit like pulp fiction and pulp comics existed at any point it seems to add like this stuff did you know stuff used to be like oh wholesome it sounds like yeah that, there was one monolithic industry don't you know with just yeah. monolithic um, publishers there were no it, indies the, the, for a start there were no fabulous furry freak brothers it, he, he acts like there was no porn during the silent era <laughs> I, I can't help but feel like probably his age um, kind of factors into his opinions in the sense that chances are he's got kids that have kind of um, grown up a bit and he wants to share some of the, um, you know, his old passion with him, with them. And all of a sudden he's finding that they're not suitable and is kind of a bit miffed about that. That's it's just like most of Hollywood is family friendly these days yeah. to an extent like okay the Americans have got a weird thing about where violence is fine but sex mm. is not um, and I wouldn't say his behaviour about what he's talking about may- rectifies that situation either but it's just kind of like <laughs> like dude like have you not seen how sterile the Marvel Cinematic Universe is when it comes to adult themes like he, he but also like he acts like the there weren't because he spec- you know, starts off on horror like he, he acts like there weren't 18 rated films in the 80s that weren't horror like, um, and the 90s like there was a lot of action movies that came oh, out yeah. that were quite popular and very not for kids i mean you know like the robocop films would be the ones that spring to my mind mostly um a load of Schwarzenegger, um, yeah, flipping Die Hard, um, like Lethal Weapons, like freaking Rambo, um, <laughs> like dude, like what? What are you on? Um, and again, it, it it's like that. There's plenty of stuff for kids out there, or things. I mean, Chris, if you want, to, I mean, the fact that he hasn't seen the original Silent Hill movie speaks volumes to me, because, yeah, okay, that thing should have been a fucking 18, not a 15, and I will and I will continue to yeah. reprimand the BBFC for its very poor judgement there um, all but these years later. has a literally skinned. And is raped by barbed wire until she is no longer a living thing. <laughs> Oh, but because oh. they don't—they only show it going up her legs. That's only suggestive. It was a little bit more than that, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So it's just like, he, like going to this towards the end of this sight and sound piece that he wrote this op-ed. Um, it, like I just, I just want to read like the the last little two, the two, the last two. Uh, paragraphs of it. So I don't want censorship, but I want to see what our most talented writers and directors can do if they set their creative dolls to inclusive. The rules of censorship that govern comic books and of course movies back in the day led to some incredible creativity and left us with adult-themed, sophisticated movies which you could watch with a 10-year-old. My proposal is a Dogme 95-style challenge, but instead of limitations being 
budgetary or technical, I would like to see filmmakers make some proper grown-up movies that you could also happily show to a kid. I'd like to see what they can do with their imaginations inspired by, but not shackled to grim reality. In short, I just don't want to see anyone getting a pencil in the brain again. So he's hung up about a film that's 13 years old. I would also like to point out that the kind of, because this drama, <sighs> melodrama films, he's basically talking about here, which actually make up a huge chunk of the Oscars when you think about it. But actually they're not made in the same volume they were in the 80s and the 90s. And that's because the fucking things, as far as Hollywood are concerned, don't make money. It's not a censorship issue. It's a does it make money issue. Yeah. Can, can I... Can I just say also that, you know, there are many things that you do not wish kids to copy in the Batman films. And quite frankly, the pencil through the brain thing was a sharp, quick, like, you know, shocking thing. But then it was done. It wasn't repeated. It wasn't lingered on. Damn. It's 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 done and over and we're continuing. And it just feels a bit odd that he would kind of pick that as an example of stuff not to... He, d- he does seem a little <laughs> bit hung up on that. He he seems to have a very um, kind of selective memory about... And he's older than myself and Paul. Is he older than you, Retroid? Yes, he is. So he seems to have a very selective also, memory. Also, screw you. <laughs> just, is he older than me? I yeah. remember the Romans. <laughs> I just had to check. He does. He, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tag him in this episode. Yeah, I, though. I, I remember him being omnipresent on TV um, when I was in school. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I just find it. It just seems a bit about face. It, it, and, and it's I, a, I think... a bit weird because um, what one of the things we've mentioned. We, you know, we've talked about you know a good while back now. Is that um, movies got bigger, and then they so they had to lower the age rating to get more bums on seats. You know, they yeah. they turned into rather than you know date films, or you go with your friends to you have the whole family there and you all buy popcorn and you know three D glasses, yeah. you know that kind of thing. And the the very thing that he's talking about with the you know mature adult makes you think well, that's moved into tv production now yeah mm. that's because you can explore the consequences of you know the, the actions and stuff yeah. i mean it, like the thing is though is that it's like i can't even tell like from his things like do, do you want kind of like i don't know like david lynch like Mulholland drives everywhere or or do you want sleepless in seattle everywhere i can't tell i mean not my, my, my thing with, like, he brings in an, an interesting point when it comes to um, having restrictions. Like, say, for example, when he said about, you know, the monetary restriction where, you know, yeah. uh, you know small budget, you've got to have to do things kind of a yeah. little bit differently, a little bit. With, with stuff like the pencil in the face type stuff, all it takes is literally snip out from the editor. Yeah. Or a different shot. Or just a prop pencil, you know, like the yeah. you know the knives with the retracting blades that they used on. And, uh, you, know, and you, you can you can buy in Poundland, or at least you know you could a while back. Limitation in my in my opinion. But the thing is, also to me, also ties in with the idea that some people also seem to be having issues with other people being able to judge the difference between fiction and reality. Mm. Um, 
which is an ongoing issue in other circles of my life. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just like, I mean, either you trust the general population, aside from those who unfortunately have pre-existing mental health or psychological conditions, which means that they have issues, which is a very small percentage, and they probably have problems reading Dickens and then, you know, life. Um most of the general population can tell the difference between fiction and reality. Maybe not so much when it comes to something like propaganda, but that uses a whole host of tools that actual fiction doesn't in order to convince people it's real. Um, so, like, either, either once you are 18, you are a freaking adult, and you can do adult things, oh. or we're babying everyone. And you know what? I'd rather not be babying everyone and no it makes sense to baby kids and unfortunately it does mean that you're gonna have to watch you know whatever's the latest pixar thing or whatever's the latest i mean he didn't even mention teen movies what's the the, all the teen movies to be fair those recent ones especially they always have elements of adult you know innuendo in there anyway for the adults watching because they realize that kids are not going to be watching this by themselves they're going to be watching it with their parents and you're gonna have to keep both entertained but also like freaking netflix with the goddamn teen movies and stuff like the the, i can't remember but you you got the various love letter type ones and like they've got tons of movies that are for teens um, and those of us who wish to relive some facsimile slash simulacrum of our teen age years. Very much simulacrum. Uh, um, it's just like... I, I just want so... to desperately avoid my teen years. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like a serious drama. So what do you want? Do you, do you want... I don't know. What, what do you want, mate? Do you, do you want loads of Citizen Canes around? Because, you know, you're not going to... Your kids aren't going to sit through Citizen Kane. The, today's equivalent of Citizen Kane. I don't understand what kind of cinema he thinks it's... he's going to be able to sit through his kids with, not because of the censorship element and t- stuff like that. It's like the boredom factor. One of the examples I can think <laughs> of of you know the stupid censorship with it. First of all, he complains about you know something that wasn't necessary. You know, he yeah. says about the you know the Dark Knight, which was based on the reimagining by Frank Miller. Yeah. Um, and you know it just wasn't necessary. It's good. yeah, but the problem is there's always someone who thinks that something somewhere wasn't necessary. Yeah, there isn't and a actually, universal wasn't necessary. But also, it was the simplest thing that they could do in the script in a way to demonstrate the ridiculousness of the Joker that he yeah, was violent, that he couldn't be trusted. He was a wild dog. That for him. Mm. Life and death are kind of meaningless. Yeah. He he will happily let somebody live or happily let somebody die on a whim. I mean, whether or not that film should have had a 12A rating, I mean, it's, you know, it's the whole thing with, like, trying to get lower ratings so, you know, you can get more bums on seats in the cinema. Mm. Um, but, like, I know it's kind of weird, actually, that um, that's got the same rating as, um, I think, some of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Mm. When you and, think about it, well, uh, as I've mentioned before, I I just um, I went through a um, you know a period of buying videotapes of you know various comedy tours, yeah, and I vividly remember the Newman and, and Medeal and uh, Newman and Bedeal videos uh, being eighteen rated. Most of them were eighteen rated because they would say fuck. <laughs> 
They didn't say it out in the television version, but they did in the live show. <gasps> yeah. So, yeah, they were 18 rated. Yeah. And I, I still remember um, being in the, lo- um, the ca- local Carlisle W. H. Smiths while some parents were um, demanding to know why their, um, I think, 16 or 17-year-old son yeah. had been allowed to buy this comedy video because yes. it was re- rated 18 and therefore was clearly inappropriate. It's a, it's a comedy video, you fuckwits. I mean, if if it were to be a clear case of you don't want it to be monkey see, monkey do, if that is, you know, your aim, then the Transformers film should be fucking 18 because, yes, although they are, you know, kind of their machines from outer space, some of the brutality that happens in that, if you take, you know, take that away, you're dealing with main characters and it's amazingly brutal. Yeah. It, that that also reminds me of uh, one of the central issues I had with some superhero films, and certain superheroes in particular, um, like when we had the the most recent Wolverine film, where, and that which was followed... would have been that would have been uh, Logan, yes, mm. and that was eighteen rated in the you know following in the footsteps of uh, you know Deadpool that proved that no, a, a it super... wasn't. It was a fifteen, was and oh, both was Deadpools it? are fifteens. Oh well, well, yeah, sod, that's right. well, bloody sodger then. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, the only uh, like if you're talking 18 rated, uh, that, that, just, that, movies, just, that just goes it, to prove how uh, you know I don't watch them on like yeah. <laughs> uh, um, both the Sin City films are 18s. Yes. Um, Spawn was Spawn was originally an 18, but I feel like it gets, but I feel like it's gone down to a 15 with being re-rated. Um, the Crow, which is technically a comic book movie, is or was an eighteen. It may still be an eighteen. I can't say for sure. Um, the oh, like there are bits and dabs of like comic book movies that are eighteens. Mm. I mean, you've got comic book style movies that aren't comic books um, yeah. that are kind of like should there be an eighteen? And that's usually some bullshit from Zack Snyder. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, I, I remember yeah. um, renting videos from you know the local library because in it's like oh wow you just you don't just have books I can get films as well and they're cheaper than <laughs> you know the local you know video rental place and you can get them for a week rather than you know just an evening but yeah um, I remember going through you know a lot of classics you know trying to educate myself on you know like old you know in older cinema and you know either classics or things which were linchpin films yeah and one of them was uh, the original 1960s version of the blob oh yeah that that is no that's interesting i think one of them i can't remember if it's the 80s remake is a 15 one version of the blob is a 15 or was uh, that, at some point i i found the the original 60s version of the blob was rated 15 on home video yeah that was the one cuz i've watched that version uh many years ago as well and and i i don't think i saw anything that was 15 yeah in that it was just wow did this get certified by someone who was you know having a particularly irritable day in the early 80s or something 
because bloody hell, there's you know, there's no reason for this to be a fifteen. But of course, yeah. with you know, with the UK being the UK, it meant that if you were below fifteen, you could not legally buy that film or yeah. see it in a cinema. Yeah, and yet it was. It's one of the most you know, like, verging on PG, as in you know, upwards from Universal sort of, I mean, you know, just blobby film. <laughs> I just, I can't help but feel like, okay, like, so you've got issues with the violence, but the next thing you can just almost imagine is you're going to have issues with sex and you can have issues with swearing. And then at some point, are you also going to be the kind of person that's like, oh, we can't have um, Monty Python Life of Brian released, you know? Yeah. And that's a different it's, kettle of badges. Yeah, but it's a related kettle of badges. I'll just bring it up. I think we need to wrap this up now and talk about but, um, I, I something will just, else for a bit. Hang on, I will just complete my point with the you know the okay. Logan thing, which was um, the X Men films were were, were they PG or twelve? No, they have always been a twelve or above. Mm. Um, now you had Wolverine with big fuck off blades coming out of his hands. Yep, and. You saw him do stuff like um, catch keys and like chop up, you know, inanimate objects, but never chop up a person. And no, he it, he would stab. Yeah, but it, it it was just it just seemed to me ludicrous that you had a character that had blades like that, and it was the equivalent of um, you know someone firing a gun in the A team. Uh oh. He would he would slice through metal with them though because almost all other metal he encountered was actually weaker than the adamantium in his claws. Oh well then I see being as I am would, you know, I, I, as I am sentient, sentient sheet metal, um, I find yeah. that um, <laughs> deeply troubling. But you know, and then of course in Logan, you would you know there was blood and violence. Yeah, as it well that act, that just makes sense. It's just, you know, it's ludicrous to have a character with blades like that. And, yeah. Like I say, it's it's the A-team all over again. Yeah. I think the reason they pushed further sort of more gore and that in Logan is because that was post-Deadpool. Not necessarily post-Deadpool 2, but certainly post-Deadpool. Yeah, it was was after the first one. 15, you know. Um, So, yeah. Uh, it, It can get away with more and still make money. Oh, wait. Um... I just want to. I feel like I should wrap up though. This kind of it's not if it, it's weird. This is this censorship or not? And the general definition for like censorship type talk type stuff is like it's 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 the government that um, is the only one that can censor you. But then at the same time, if we're dealing at a level where because it's private enterprise that has more power than the government because it's payment mm. processes, yeah, actually. Mm, I would say that if it's it, it, censorship is whoever who has the most power calling the shots. Mm. And the thing is, though, is that government can be voted in, can be voted out, can be sway, can be talked to by the general public. Yeah. Um, businesses like that can't. You would have to do so, and I I can't rem- I don't know if Mastercard's publicly traded, but you would have to, yeah, you know, the the kind of board as in like executive board, like manoeuvring, you would have to do in order to do some kind of, you know, like shareholders revolt or whatever, like is massive for something as big as MasterCard. Like that's not 
doable by most people except for maybe jeff bezos yeah um but that that, that's also a reason why um this method has been you know this method of campaigning has been so effective yeah because how can you stand up and say i am against this thing which is supposed to be against human trafficking yeah it's not a good look and they just they they bloody love that they've struck upon the you know the combination yeah, one thing we have also failed to mention is that the the majority of you know, sex workers that have obviously been affected by this, you know, they're either women or they're queer, mm. trans, mm. gay. You know, mm. it's 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 not lots of white straight guys that are going to be financially impacted by this. Other than maybe they won't be spending as much until they find the where the alternative host site is, and then they'll oh, yeah. be tr- they'll, this, this... they'll be trying to bitcoin it. Yeah, this is in essence about you know kind of women having more income, an, a- an agency, an agency, yeah, and, and, and safety, empowerment, and yeah. yeah. But it's not just women though; it is you know quick yes, careers yeah, yeah. as well. Um, but it's yeah, it's just ugh, messy. And, yeah, quite frankly, businesses should not be getting into morality. Because, I mean, if we get into morality, then... Um... There's a lot of businesses that shouldn't be doing business. Um, okay, so I think, because we've been talking about this for quite a bit, I think, I'm sorry, guys, everyone has... You can only pick one thing that you've been up to since we last recorded to talk about. I, I will and, actually find that quite easy. And, <laughs> and You've only been doing one thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to ask... <laughs> Paul beside oh, me God, first. Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> I, I need time to think about oh, this. Oh, God. This, shall I go? I'm going to go, okay? Uh, okay. The, the, okay, so what have I been up to? What have I been up to? Oh, God. Oh, God. It's it's uh, uh, reading Hannibal fanfic, <laughs> which yep, maybe you should this, be surprised. This, this checks out. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, the one that I've been reading at the moment the last few days... Um, it's a bit. Uh, th- there's some issues with it, and that's fine. But it's basically like an AU where Hannibal's a werewolf, and it's kind of like got the. I don't know if the writer was inspired by it or not, but it's kind of it's, got a bit of that sort of Twilight bonding. Type I was going to say, is, is, is this going to be an alpha verse thing? No, it's not. Oh, um, thank God. There's been lots of sex, but not that kind of sex. Um, it's been quite sweet. Um, but yeah, that, so I've I've been reading I've been reading lots of Hannibal fanfic. Um, there have been other stories that I've been reading um, on my Kindle because um, I tend to read long fic. And when I say long fic, I mean stuff that's like longer than the first two Harry Potter novels most of the time, um, and sometimes by several magnitudes. Uh, so sort of sometimes verging on Game of Thrones uh, length. Oof. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've been trying to find a fic that will scratch my. I really want a fanfic that like is a really good uh, take on um, the end of season two of Hannibal. Like I haven't quite found one yet that kind of scratches my itch for sort of being rather than the bloodbath that we get at the end of season two of Hannibal, being like Will does run away with Hannibal, and mm. I found a couple, but they don't quite quite hit things hard like it yeah and, and my quest therefore continues and 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 that's that's me 
Paul, what have you been doing? Me? Yeah. Um, I think I've got to, if I've got to boil it down to one thing, uh-huh. I think it's going to have to be what if. Oh, yeah. Um, so new Marvel series, um, what if, uh, which pretty much just poses the question, um, what if things I was going to say, what, what question could this be? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what if things happen differently? Obviously, it kind of comes off the back of Loki, yep. which I won't talk too much about other than the fact that it kind of opens up uh, weird and wonderful possibilities. And, and it was episode, good. Oh, yes. Uh, the first episode of uh, What If focused on, um, well, Peggy Carter becoming, um, you know, the super soldier instead of um, Steve. And, yeah, that that was actually really enjoyable. It's uh, obviously kind of followed on more from where the film uh, kind of was. Um, And, yeah, I just kind of really enjoyed how things, even from that perspective or that kind of standpoint, um, just differed um, just slightly enough to actually kind of make a massive impact. Um, yeah, and the the second film, uh, second film, second uh, what if episode, uh, which is I'm not sure how much I should say, um, but um, yeah, to, uh, so T'Challa, who uh, you know plays in the Black Panther, yeah, uh, he is picked up instead of Peter Quill as Star Lord, uh, so and. The massive difference um, that that actually made in the universe uh, is 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 quite fun to think about. Like because you know you, you start kind of uh, thinking about oh well if that character wasn't there and you know that character wasn't uh, there then like you know how how is it how would it have affected you know everything else um, and there's lots of um, Lots of Easter eggs and whatnot in like every single episode so far. Um, quite looking forward to the next episode, and um, I'm hoping that they actually do a season two. I think they might be planning a season two of it. I think that's what I've heard. Um, I think my only concern so far with the What If series is that in order to enjoy it the most, you kind of need to already be very familiar with most true, of the MCU. True. Yeah. Um. So if you're not, like, you'll be like, so why is this a deal? Like, why is this a big deal that it's played out this way in this version? Um, I would also say that I felt very empowered watching Peggy Carter in the first one. It also helped that I was on my exercise bike at the time and doing some really good uh, heartbeats per minute. But um, that, that was a good one. I have not seen the second episode yet. But yeah, quite enjoyable. It might the... make you, it might make you feel sad because obviously it was like the last thing that Chadwick Boseman did mm, yeah, before yeah. he passed away. That, yeah, I heard that, and it was just, oh god, I, <laughs> I don't a, think I need a dedication, that. There's a dedication at the end, and it was oh, just like I, I teared up a little bit. Uh, and we do know that um, I think Marvel Zombies is coming at some point during the season. But there, there are there are images in the opening sequence that are like that's Marvel Zombies, yeah. which we've read like a huge chunk of, but never well, finished. But, I, I've certainly read a huge chunk of it, but yeah. I've never finished reading it. And it is like, 
why didn't he bring, why did Jonathan Ross bring up bloody Marvel zombies? Like he started <laughs> talking about like comics being unsavory. Like, and the, I think because uh, there's uh, two things for this. Obviously, um, each individual episode is its, is kind of its own universe. So it's it, you know you can kind of um, come in and out of whichever episode you like. So long um, as you're familiar with what it's based on. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing is though is that. Uh, it's an animation which is absolutely, you know, brilliantly done, um, but it's generally shorter than most other series in terms of like episode length. Uh, you know, you're kind of looking at more of the thirty minute mark. Well, it's more um, like a Saturday morning yeah, yeah. cartoon length, which, which is kind of um, forces the narratives uh, to be quite condensed. So, so say for example, the first episode with um, uh, Peggy Carter. Mm. Um, you know that that was like um, a, an abbreviation of um, you know an alternate version of the uh, first Avenger. It's like Cliff Notes, but flashy. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And a um, bit more amazing. I, I suppose, in, in, to a certain extent, it could be classed as tighter writing, mm. but it still feels like you know you've got thirty minutes with this particular universe, uh, universe, and you kind of want to know what happens after it. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, there, there was kind of like a hint towards the end of the, the last week's one as to what happened. It was, we're not getting into too much detail, but yeah. Um, Troid, what you been up to? Oh, not much. <laughs> um, I've just moved a hundred to 150 miles north from Carlisle. I am now, I I am now Scottish. Wee. So Scottish. Sorry. Potentially I, soon to be independent. Yeah, I was, I was going to say I, I want <laughs> I want to now be English very very shortly. <laughs> but um, yeah, moved from Carlisle up to Dundee because uh, we have family up here. So, um, and that family has gone through shit. In the last year, as many people's family, you know, have so it's like, yeah, you know, come up here and lend a hand. So we've we've got um, a little tenement, little tenny in a closey. So uh, in in Dundee, which is the land of hills, bloody hell! I thought Carlisle was hilly. Yeah, there's. there's... I'm assuming is, is cycling unpopular, as far as you can tell so far. <laughs> Cycling is unpopular from what I have seen. However, there are some absolute nutters who jog. <laughs> um, and, yeah, uh, I've, I've never seen more power scooters. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, there's, there's a hill at the bottom of our road. Um, yeah, let's see. You know, if, if you put your... You know your um, location and then your destination in Google Maps. It can tell you. You know, if you say, you know, I want to walk this, it will show you the elevation. Uh-huh. Um, I drop about two hundred feet from our um, apartment to the town centre near the River Tay. Jeez. And there's there's a hill at the bottom of our street. The, is this is the hill which nearly killed me on the way back? 
because I, you know, I walked into town last week and then you know walks back and he's like, oh god, yeah, this this final hill, this final hill, which is point two miles long, so it's not long. <laughs> it rises one hundred feet in that in just that distance. So, in other words, half the elevation change is just coming up the hill at the bottom of our street. Jeez. How how high above um, sea level are you? Ooh, um, uh, probably about 250 feet. Okay. But, yeah, it, it's just... It, it's just so many hills. <laughs> and I know you're from you know, Cornwall, so you're pr- probably thinking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hills hills are a way of life in in Cornwall. I still, I, we need to go to some more places with hills to figure out how bad they really are. But the hill situation <laughs> in Cornwall is such that I always think that anyone who cycles on our main roads is a fool because as soon as they get to a hill, if they're not going, if they're going up oh. it, they and, and they haven't got a power assisted bike, it's like. Well, that that's a lot of traffic behind you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing being behind uh, a cyclist when it's kind of you know uh, a level road. Yeah. When it's going up a hill, it's just like we're in first gear. Yeah, we're no. not sure if we're doing five miles per hour or not in the car, and we can't overtake because it's you know it's a, it, it it's a hill with a, a crest that you see, you can't see what's coming over the top of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe there's a bend because don't forget we don't have straight roads. Have you guys got straight roads? Uh, ish. You can okay. tell what what the new roads are because they're the straight ones. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they they really bother with that. Other than the A thirty R way, and then that's still questionable in places. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's like you know, um, from what I've seen of Dundee, it it's bigger than Calais. Wow. Um, it. Oh, and of course, I'm I'm now in a country and a city that doesn't have a Tory majority government. So, yeah, that sounds luxurious. It sounds it sounds like a beautiful thing, doesn't it? Mm. And yeah, uh, thing things seem to have gone relatively smoothly. Have so you far. moved all your sort of um, our cable work and stuff? Oh up God, no. Um, that okay. that has been. A, yeah, I've dived right into Xbox gaming and PC gaming. Okay. Because um, virtually none of my electronic stuff is up here. Okay. I've left all that down in in Carlisle for the time being. Um, because that's you know that's um, in a house that we shared with uh, you know with, with my mother. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all relatively safe uh, for now. But of course, uh, she's a pensioner, so I'm going to have to. Um, you know, keep going you know, back down to Carlisle. But mm. one of the bonuses for that is I can get from Dundee to Carlisle for about 18 quid. That's Whoa. probably cheaper than what it would cost us to go to, I'm going to say maybe Exeter and Devon. Wow. Um, and and yeah. Devon is just next door, more or less. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at this point whether it was actually cheaper than going from here to Plymouth. I mean, yeah, Plymouth, it depends on the time of day and yada, yada, yada. Um, but, yeah, actually, that does sound like it could be cheaper than Plymouth. Day <laughs> may, may I just say Christ on the bike? 
Yeah, Cornwall is uh, a very weird place. But apparently we can't move the railway line away from the sea so that it doesn't get screwed over by, you know, waves and, and washed out again. You because know? metal is notoriously good with salt water. I know, right? Anyway, <sighs> but I, I, I'm glad you, you, you were all moved in. Well, yeah, it, it's just, it, I've, I've been playing lots of Bioshock and Bioshock 2. Are those, would you say, your comfort games at this point? Because you do bring them up semi-frequently when you're gaming. Well, I wouldn't say that because I played them on 360 and then I put them on PC and played them through on there. And then the HD remasters got released mm-hmm. and I played them through again mm-hmm. on PC as a HD remasters. This sounds and, suspiciously and- like me in Skyrim. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then of course um, I did. A, you know, I just saw a copy of uh, Bioshock. Um, uh-huh. The you know the collection, which is oh, in all three games, um, and it was about fifteen quid on disc. And I thought, mm, I wonder if I can get it cheaper than that. And as it turned out, I could get them for about eight quid as digital purchase. Wow. So it's like, yeah, I've been I've been Bioshocking again. And then of course there was a, a remake of. Um, Katamari Damacy released on Game Pass, so it was like, <laughs> yeah. So I've 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 just been I've been Bioshocking because for some reason I think that being in a closed system which is isolated from the outside world because the people running it think they're somehow better, um, and yet the entire system collapses due to self-interest, um, denial, and corruption. I find that some kind of escapism. I mean, that's like me playing Death Stranding. To be be fair, in Bioshock, you do have um, a lot of agency. Those plasmids, So you kind of feel empowered in a similar environment. Except, you know, would you kindly... The agency is... In the first one, would you kindly... Yes. Would you kindly um, snap the puppy's neck? Yeah. Um, so if if somebody just turned around to you and said, "Would you kindly fuck off?" Would you, I mean, would you? I mean, to be honest, if it's been me, probably not. You know, my my favorite thing when I'm out shopping it would be if someone gets in my way it would be to set them on fire and then set security droids on them. <laughs> it is a nice combo. It's a very yeah. satisfying oh, geez, combo. I'm just imagining that in like Sainsbury's or some guy. Like <laughs> just like get the, you know, Tro- what, you know trolley pad sideways. You know, t- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you just climb inside the freezer and close it behind you? Would you kindly? <laughs> I want to point out that only works if you've had the poor conditioning that um, what you, you know your characters had. I I would invest heavily in a plasmid, which would instantly make anyone else that i didn't like suggestible to it Uh Uh that that would be really open to abuse then yes yes it would be rubs hands (laughs) (laughs) and on that note gentlemen uh i think that's all we've got time for tonight so it is good night from it's good night from me scottish paul wood Um, I'm Retroid on Eurogamer.net and Super Retroid on Twitter. It's good night from me, Paul Blute. I'm on Twitter as at Paul Blute. 
And it's good night from me, Emily King. I'm on Twitter at EMKingMA. You can find notes for this episode over at www.nerdassemble.co.uk. Episodes, if you didn't already know, are available on such services as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and Stitcher, and probably a few more places I can't remember. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Nerds Podcast, and we're still lurking on Facebook at Nerds Assemble Podcast. Um, that's it. Uh, good night. Good night, mate. You've got a No. No. Like and subscribe, which you currently. Beware of the swaps. Lick and subscribe, which you currently. <laughs> <laughs>